Hey, y'all, it's your girl Marie, the Spiritual Homegirl, and I'm back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. But before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. But in this case, we're on day six of the Daily Podcasting Marathon um, encouraged and led by spirit. I initially said I was going to go for seven days. So I'm currently on day six. I was supposed to do a podcast episode about some things, three things that I mentioned um, yesterday that can inhibit our growth or threaten our growth. And I am going to do that episode, but I have been, um, hmm, I have something I need to say that I feel is more urgent. I have y'all, you know, I, I work in a field, you know, where I help people, it's a mental field and stuff like that. And I have been exposed to whether inside of my scope of work and outside over the last few months, multiple mental health challenges involving men, involving black men. And it's been more outside of my scope than inside in terms of it being like more not work related. But I have to say that this is it saddens me. Because I know it's a common thread is the is the programming of society and what a quote unquote man should be. And when they do not measure up to societal expectations and norms, they are unable to express that because they are expected to not share their emotions, because if they do, they're shamed for it. And then that leads to things and and things happening and um, things getting very, very serious. And I just want to remind everybody, including myself, that, you know, you never know what your father, what your uncle, what your cousin, what your brother, what your, your husband, your fiance, your boyfriend, your child's father, your friend. You never know what they're going through. And I posted a post a couple of weeks ago from Julito McCullum. He posted, black man, who do you vent to? And I reposted it not because I wanted to have a dialogue. I just wanted to know. I genuinely wanted to know who who do black men vent to. And I was very sad to know that a lot of black men don't vent to anybody. They don't have people they can trust or they don't feel safe. And even though Spiritual Homegirl's primary audience is women, um, it does make me sad to know that men, not necessarily with my platform, but just men in general, do not feel safe to share their feelings. And I know there's some great men out there and there's been some great men I've had on my podcast, like Jason, who was on episode 249, 250, uh, Josh from Healing While Black. Um, I think when we interviewed, he was known as, you know, Free Negro University. He has a um, a black male and black male queer, well, honestly, black queer, um, well, LGBTQ focus on his healing uh, platform. Hood Baba, a.k.a., you know, uh, food, well, I know him as food, but, um, the you know, he does trap therapy. He also is out here doing work and helping, you know, he wants to help men as well as women. Um, who else? Jocelyn, Josh, there's so many men out here that really want to help and that at least that I'm familiar with. 
Um, I know male therapists out here in California and L.A. especially as well that would like to help males, um, especially black males, get their healing um, from a from a you know perspective of the therapist understanding their experience. So if you have any male or male identifying loved ones, please, please, please check in with them. Ask if they're okay. They might not necessarily they might not share. I'm not going to front, but I think sometimes people well with the men that I talk to men the men that go through these mental health challenges they like to know that you know they like to know that they're cared for like they're like you know even if I may not feel comfortable sharing immediately it feels good to know that somebody cares enough about me to check on my mental health because I'm the one that's busy making sure everything is good I make sure that I'm providing I'm making sure that I'm making sure everybody's good and I don't really have people that check on me and that made me sad to hear and that's not the first time I've heard that coming from a man um, also another thing that really bothered me is that I actually witnessed a mental health crisis outside my door. Um, a gentleman and, um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I want to destigmatize what we think mental health looks like because mental health does not look like anything like in terms of a look, just like domestic violence doesn't have a particular quote unquote victim. Like there, there is no class discrimination there is no race discrimination there's no no it affects everybody um especially in our community but i think people be looking at folks that have mental health challenges and be and and think that it's what you see on tv and that's not always the case i saw a very well-dressed well-groomed gentleman outside having an episode um and i'm not sure i don't i don't like to um armchair diagnose people um because i think that's disrespectful to their experience to just try to put a diagnosis on somebody without talking to them um, especially if you don't really quite understand the DSM. But that's a whole nother story about my issue with self-diagnosis, too, because I think that's dangerous. But anyway, um, the gentleman looked very, very well-groomed, well-put-together. He was yelling that he needed help, and I was looking for someone to chase after him because the way he was running around and, and stuff, I was looking for someone. I was I was expecting someone to um, be right behind him. So I was kind of peeking through the window to see what was going on um, to make sure he was okay. And also, I didn't know, you know, if things were going to escalate. I mean, we, you know, I do live in L.A. Stuff get real out here. Like, I can tell y'all some stories. Like, duck. Like, for real. So, I'm paying attention to my surroundings. <laughs> like, okay, was do I need to duck or something? But it turned out nobody was following him. So, it stops for like 30 seconds. I hear the screaming again. He's laid down in the street. He says, um, police, police, don't shoot me. So, I'm thinking there's a police officer outside. Uh, again, I, I open the door. Because I'm like, you know, you never know what's going to happen with that because you see what's going on and you know how the police is sometimes um, in terms of what we see. So I was looking for I was waiting. I was looking for a squad car or something, somebody with some some, you know, some things drawn. You know what I mean? Because he was laying out in the street and I realized nobody was in the street but him. And I said, oh, my God, this man needs help. So as I'm preparing to step outside and ask him like and i'm not saying i'm just walking up hey you need some help remember i work in mental health i work in the mental health field so i was prepared to use my training to go there and um determine a best course of action on how to approach the situation which is a whole nother conversation but before i could even do that i'm not even halfway out the door he doesn't see me but he gets up and he takes off running and I'm like, he's, he's still screaming that he needs help. Like, help me, help me. They're trying to get me. And I felt so bad because I didn't see anybody 
I stood outside for a minute and I didn't see anybody that was chasing after him or anything. And the thing that bothered me most about it is that I never knew. And I'll never know if that man ever got the help that he deserved. And I think that experience with it happening so recently, that inspired me to jump on Mike today because I, I'm seeing more and more of this happening a lot. And I'm hearing more and more stories of men um, telling me that they do not feel safe in sharing their emotions and they do not feel like they have a place to go. And I just really want us all to give each other some grace here, especially in the times that we're in. We're already in the middle of a pandemic. Stuff is weird. Um, and it's it's created a pressure cooker of things that are designed to break people's spirits. And I'm really nervous, not for me, but I'm nervous for a lot of people that are in a space where they're not okay, but they're not comfortable to get out of that space because they don't trust people or they don't have the the financial resources to get there. So um, I just wanted to kind of put that on y'all to please give each other grace, especially, you know, for... um, for the men in our community that are doing their best and have a lot of pressure that we don't have because societal norms, whether they're, you know, they're they're norms and they're a form of programming conditioning. And like I said earlier, even though norms doesn't always mean correct, some people find it harder to deprogram from those norms and those pressures just don't go away overnight. Even though the conversation around black men, mental health and just male mental health as well, even though those conversations are changing, it's, is still not just as simple as cutting it off like a light switch. Like, whoo, okay, we good now. No, there are a lot of things to unpack. And I just want to um, put that on people's brains before, you know, we look at somebody and kind of just write them off or stigmatize them based on a mental health challenge that they really could just be having a challenge. Like, that doesn't mean that that's who they are to the core. Sometimes things happen and people really need help and don't know how to ask and, um, yeah, I mean, I just I just wanted to say, just please be kind or kinder. I know a lot of stuff on social media um, is very, you know, men are trash and all this other stuff. And, you know, and I feel like even though I share my experiences with weird men, that doesn't mean all men. And I think, and when I mean weird, I mean disrespectful and um, perverted and sexually deviant. Yeah, I said what I said on that. Um, I'm not going to front. I have bare minimum, bare minimum tolerance. Because I've, man, I could tell you some stories. So when I say, when I use my experiences with men and I share them on my page or I share them on my podcast, that's not an indication of all men. I would hope that people had common sense to know that. But I have encountered folks who did not have common sense, who were thinking that it was a generalization, even though I clearly would say one man or one experience. But besides the point, I just want to be clear to know that, um, for people to know that, you know, I want everybody to heal because they deserve it. And I want everybody to feel safe where they are because they deserve it. Um, I do understand that as a woman, we have a lot more. We have a lot more platforms that are catered to us. And even like from an LGBTQ perspective, like there's I, I see a lot of platforms that are uh, dedicated to them, which is great. We all have platforms, but I don't really see as many for black men. Now, there are some popping up, but in terms of them just being an institution that's just been around let alone for the last five years, many of them, I can't say that they've existed that are dedicated to helping men with their mental health. I can't, I can't say that I've seen many of those. Um, I can, I can spit out some other ones for, for me, for women. 
And for even my LGBTQ homies, I, I mean, because we talk about it. But in terms of black men, regardless of orientation, sexual orientation, I, I, I don't see many of them that have been longstanding. So I am very excited to see the conversation change around mental health for men. And I am excited to see more platforms speak on this because um, we cannot, from a community standpoint, we cannot have people raising children that ain't healed. And what I mean is, I mean, it's happening. But what I mean by that is it's going to mess up like people's families when you're not healed raising children. So it's like that's why I want people to get help, not only for themselves, but for their families. And for the community at large, we can all interact with each other so much better when we are able to get the help that we need and the deserve that we deserve and be able to move lighter. When we can move lighter, we can move more in love because we don't have anything weighing us down. We don't have anything that's really making us look at each other in a divisive way. We're able to actually really like work together and stuff like that. And I know that that kind of talk scares people um, because they don't want that. Some people don't want that to happen. But I mean, it is real. It's real life. I don't even mean in terms of overthrowing a system or revolutionizing. I'm just mean just on the basic general, just being kind, humanity type stuff. Like being like kindness is becoming a commodity. And I don't know how I feel about that. It's not something that just exists anymore. It's becoming um, it's becoming now in my personal life. I don't really see it. But on social media, I'm seeing the kindness factor kind of decrease. And I'm just like, wow, this is a lot of um there's a lot of changes going on and it's concerning. And I just want people to kind of know where they are right now and kind of take a quick inventory of their mental health and check in with their folks if they have the capacity before they get to a place where they're, they're too far gone and then something happens that causes a snap or a break. I just don't want that to happen to anybody, especially not to anybody listening to me. This is probably more of a mental note for myself, but I just wanted to jump on mic and say it because I feel like somebody feel me out there. I don't hate men. Like, I know everybody's like, men are trash. I don't move like that. Y'all know I have some really dope men on my podcast, on my platform. And I just, I just, I can't subscribe to that. I think I can't. I can't. Um, So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I hope it it lands with somebody. I'm over here tongue twisting myself now. (laughs) Get my words twisted. But I hope it does land with somebody and that we can move in more of a a kind, loving space. Not just to ourselves, not just to our loved ones, but to with other people within our community. And also with people that don't necessarily look just like us. So, yeah. Just want to put that out there. Don't forget to text the word podcast to 81493 to join my text list. Again, text the word podcast to 81493, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to 81493 to join my text list. I'm ready to graduate from social media, but I'll talk about that in another episode because I do want to give what I promised, which was the episode I promised y'all yesterday. It was just that some things have been going on um, that I've been noticing um, outside of this podcast, and I just had to speak on it today. Um, also, if you have not left the review on the Spiritual Homegirl podcast, what are you waiting on? 
What are you waiting on? I want to help align with more people. I need your help. Please leave me a review wherever you are listening to podcasts so that I can further find the people that I am meant to reach because that is what my mission is all about. Okay, so please help me out on that. Please leave a review. So with that being said, I will catch y'all tomorrow for day seven of the Gregorian 2022 podcast marathon. My name is Maria, the spiritual homegirl, the one, the only, the original. <laughs> and <laughs> this has been another episode of, again, the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself. And please take inventory of your mental health. All right. Love y'all. Peace.